Welcome to Notice That, an EMDR podcast. Here, you will find discussion on all things EMDR from MDR-approved trainers and consultants, as well as some co-hosts. EMDR is an approach to the entire therapeutic journey, not just reprocessing trauma. This podcast will feature discussion on the therapeutic relationship, understanding and using the original eight-phase protocol, and what to do to bring deeper understanding to the why behind EMDR and what to do when you're stuck. This podcast is an invitation to connect and learn together about EMDR and the process of psychotherapy. We are glad that you're here. Thanks for checking out this podcast. Notice That is a project of Think Beyond a listener-funded media house focused on connecting humans through therapy and art. To keep this podcast going, we'd love for you to support us on Patreon by searching patreon.com slash thinkbeyondhealing in your favorite web browser. And don't forget to check out our new merch by going to our website at connectbeyondhealing.com and clicking on the merchandise tab. Welcome back to Notice That, an EMDR podcast. Angel Hirsch and I are here in our pop-up studio. Um, we weren't able to get into the actual studio today, so we have a little mock space that we're in. But we are actually in person. So Angel is from Austin, Texas, and has been a peer and a colleague in, through consultations and trainings and retreat experiences and all of the things. So welcome. Thank you for joining us on here today. I'm so glad to get to be here. Yes. We just recorded like a super long episode <laughs> on Beyond Trauma talking about Enneagram. So we've already been sitting in conversation for a couple hours. It's almost two hours. Yeah. It was a really good one. It was. It didn't seem like it was that long. I know. I know. So what I want to talk about on this episode today is this process of becoming a consultant maybe even the experience of working with a consultant um, mm. and the experience of being a consultant. Mm. So kind of that whole like journey and spectrum. Um, I talk to a lot of consultants in training, a lot of people who are like toying around with the idea, do I want to become a consultant? Is there a reason for it? Um, also a lot of people who are looking for consultation and have had some really great experiences and some not so great experiences. So I just kind of want to like explore all of that because you are a consultant in EMDR mm -hmm. as well as myself and um, yeah just kind of sharing some of our experiences in that so yes. will you kind of start in just telling me and the listeners about like your journey from first hearing of EMDR getting trained on to now where you're a practicing consultant sure um first hearing about EMDR um in grad school mm -hmm. and um, experiencing the transformative healing power that it leads um, our nervous system into yeah. and the release that that it brings um, and I knew at that juncture this is something that I want to be able to do and be a part of mm -hmm. and um, I will I will do what it takes to to do this. And so um, beginning to read early on anything that I could get my hands on um, 
before being basic trained. Oh, even before getting trained. Oh, yes. Nice. Of anything I can get my hands on to tell me more about EMDR or people that I could talk to. Um, a lot of veterans who had had experience. Um, what was it like reading the material that's maybe written for trained EMDR therapists, not trained yet, and then going to the training? <laughs> well, one, just like, I wish I could understand this. Uh-huh. Right? I can't hardly wait for the training. And when I went to the training of just, I was kind of in awe. Yeah. I have done a few um, going back, setting in, and um, listening to because we are, the trainer that I trained under allows us to audit. Okay. Allow us to come and audit different um, weekends. And so I will go back and wonder, how did I miss that? But I was such an awe sitting there of this is this is it i'm landing where i want to go i want to do this is how i want to practice and once getting trained then kind of an overwhelm of how do i even do this mm-hmm. who do i ask that will let me experiment with them in this way and kind of uncertainty of how to fear to implement this oh my gosh yes and um just that aspect of what if i what if i mess this up what if how do i find targets how do i all just everything flooding in and a fear of not doing it mm-hmm. and just being in community with some other certified clinicians who just said you just have to keep doing it with everybody just do it with as many people as you can find that are interested and will do it yeah just do it um and the more i did that the more confident i became in that and definitely wanted to become certified mm-hmm. and i actually had a an experience of um, negative experiments experience with a client uh, that pushed me into being certified of wanting to know more, to be more trained, to have a consultant that I can lean into and learn more and not just be trained. Was that experience like it was a really complex case you were trying to do standard protocol yes. with? Yeah. Looking back now, right yeah. now, what I know is um, it was a very dissociative individual mm-hmm. and um was being re-traumatized yeah. without even knowing and understanding just set up of what I was doing was traumatizing and she's that client who helped me learn mm-hmm. um, at a very costly expense um, but to be able to learn and to get in and to get certified and even once being certified um, just having an appetite a desire for more Mm -hmm. the next step logical step was just to go ahead for um cit Mm -hmm. of what is it that i need to do but also in that gen of really looking back now of realizing um to be a little more particular with who I want to settle with as a consultant 
of identifying who I am as a person of an EMDR therapist, of my population that I want to work with, of finding somebody that's just not willy-nilly of, oh, you're taking consultants? Right. Here I am. Right. Uh, I wish I would have known and understood that, the importance of that, and really sought out a consultant that one was supportive. And I will say that wasn't incredibly rigid. Mm -hmm. I was, I found somebody, um, incredible therapist, um, but was really rigid Mm -hmm. in their, um, approach and dealing with my hunger and my appetite to learn. And trying to like pace you more or not allowing curiosity. Okay. Here's the way it has to be done. Yeah. You have to do this. You have to, uh, the NC has to be correct. Well, how do I know if it's correct? And couldn't answer that question, but, um, I feel like that's the norm. I don't know if that's been your experience. It has been. It feels like, um, yeah, at least until maybe recently we're pushing some edges somewhere, mm-hmm. but it's like the norm is this is how it has to be. This is the way it mm-hmm. is. And if you're getting consultation as a consultant, if you're straying from that, I have to bring you back in line mm-hmm. and tell you why what you're doing is risky or wrong. Mm-hmm. But then I, what I noticed is like then every consultant has a different or every trainer is a different, there's a different right way to do it yes and that's why i was like well wait a minute i can't match all of the rules like what if there actually aren't rules (laughs) we're all just making them up (laughs) right yes yeah yes and just in that um that piece was um what pushed me and i actually changed consultants okay uh, in that because it was a a learning experience that there's different. Yeah. And this is actually when y'all started notice that mm-hmm. when you started the podcast. Okay. Of I remember finding you guys, I believe it was two or three episodes in. Wow. And I would listen to every episode two or three times at least of like there's different. There's there's curiosity. Right. There's mm-hmm. some room to be me in this yeah. instead of having to mold into this that I don't fit. Yeah. And so I found a different consultant and it was it became a really different life giving journey, a different thread in the tapestry mm. that fit. And it is literally life-changing um, dynamic for me as a therapist, uh, for me as an individual, how I run my business. It can be a different maker, the um, consultant that you that you have. Yeah. When it, it's so often, it feels like the CIT program and people are like, okay, should I become a consultant? So often comes because it's the only next in Andrea's structure, the only next identified mm-hmm. step. So when people are really excited and eager and wanting to grow and really wanting to build their confidence, is what I find. We can 
take the next step of certification and there's a bunch of boxes we check. Mm-hmm. And so consultation hours, you've got to get 20 hours total, 10 are group, 10 are individual, this many advanced training. We're checking these boxes in hopes of fulfilling this like sense of confidence of mm-hmm. knowing and discernment in the process. But and this is a whole like soapbox for me, but what that consultation is, isn't directed at building confidence and intuition and instinct. It's at molding to follow rules and to mimic a structure. And so then there's this, okay, now I need to go on to be a consultant to find that like discernment and instinct. And it keeps building and creating this false idea of this next step Yes. Is where I'm going to finally know what I'm doing. And I get so many people who are exploring CIT who actually don't want to be consultants that badly. Yeah. Um, they're interested if the opportunity is there, they'd like to consider it, but they're not like, this is the direction I want to take my my practice. Instead, they're like, no, I just want to like know under and understand more. And there's the illusion that consultants all know. No. Because they present as if there's a right mm-hmm. and a wrong, and that's, you know, you're not doing that right. You need to do it this way. Here's the rule. Mm-hmm. So it gives this perception that consultants know. And if I could just know, then I could help this client that really needs help. Then I could know how to respond in this really complex case, excuse me, case, and people would just start getting better. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because that's how it's presented. Yes. If I just know, then I can be. Yes. Yep. I can be that. Yeah. And to me, that is the building blocks of this imposter syndrome in the field when we're looking to someone as if they have Mm. the, they're all, the all knowing because of the rules and guidelines or the, we can present it so simply, like it's not simple, but if you just do this, then we'll get these results. And It's the building of this imposter syndrome because then when we get there, I don't know as a consultant if you ever feel that, but it's like, now I'm here. Like, I'm supposed to know now, but I still don't know. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. No, that's not my experience at all. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I'm sitting here drinking in, absorbing everything that you're saying, going, yes, you're squeezing it out of me now. Of totally. Of when will I know? When is enough enough? When do I hit that status? Mm-hmm. Do I need to become a trainer for that to happen? Yep. Maybe then, oh, maybe I need to run for the board of Imdria. Have you actually thought of that? This? I have. <laughs> now you know my thought process of like, when do, when do I yes. hit that, that point? Yes. And I think what that, like that imposter syndrome, we create this exterior that says, once I reach that level, I have to look like I know. Mm-hmm. So people are going to look to me for consultation as a trainer, as a board member, as a, mm-hmm. like they're looking at me. So I have to present as I know. Well, guess what we do? We reach back to those really rigid, right, wrong constructs. This is yes. the exact way. And I, I will master that so I can regurgitate it perfectly. Yes. And I'll deliver that out mm-hmm. because we can't tolerate the like, gosh, that's a hard case. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That is so tough. Yes. Admitting the I don't know. Yeah. And that I can't fix. Hmm. 
sometimes it's the strength of the relationship and being able to tolerate just that, that silence, the intensity, mm-hmm. and to embrace the not knowing and to listen to that. I've done quite a few trainings with Roger Solomon. Okay. I've done some consultation with him. And it is, I think, one of the most powerful things to hear him say. And I quote, just shut up and get out of the way. (laughs) Just shut up and get out of the way. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Said with such certainty. Said with such certainty. Mm -hmm. That dynamic you're describing, I feel like, is true from client to therapist, is true from consultee to consultant also. Yeah. Sometimes it is the most meaningful pieces come from the sitting in the discomfort of the not knowing together. Mm Mm-hmm. Versus a dynamic where I'm going to present you a problem and you're going to present me a solution and that will then be fixed. Mm -hmm. And you'll go on about that and fix that problem. Yes. I think if we can look at consultation in that way, maybe not only that, and I'm exploring right now in my own role as a consultant, this balance between giving people a definitive answer and like a step-by-step, like people want to know, Mm -hmm. what do I do? What do I do? With also like, can I say, here's a definitive possibility. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Here's a step-by-step, like you can, step-by-step, you can try this, but it's met with then really captured in this, but we don't know, like this is a guess. Mm -hmm. This is a gut instinct I have. I say a lot of things like, well, I don't know. The first thing coming to my mind is this, but I bet there's more out there. What's coming to your mind? Mm-hmm. And and really mm-hmm. just trying to sit in the discomfort of this is a really complex problem or you probably wouldn't be coming to me with it. Mm-hmm. And I can give you a spectrum of possibilities and we can talk about some hypothesized pros and cons that come with mm-hmm. each one. And then I want you to take all of that and in your moment with your therapist, be able to make a decision amongst those based on what you're feeling and experiencing there. Yes. Being able to sit with with that type of intensity and becoming comfort more comfortable in yourself Mm -hmm. as the person of the therapist. But what's coming up for me also there is the fear of um, doing no harm, right? Of that true ethical responsibility that we have. Mm -hmm. And I'm just learning to understand, to dip my toe in the idea of holding that tension within myself 
and being able to even explore not knowing with my clients, right? That I'm sitting there and I don't know. I don't know the answers. Mm -hmm. But also trusting the wisdom that is in their system. Mm -hmm. They do know. And it's like as they're looping, not to get caught up in their looping with them, but to be able to be a landing ground. Mm Mm-hmm. Right, this is like a whole SIP. Love it. I love it. <laughs> um, SIP one mm-hmm. um, type thing of, but being able to help in the power of that relationship, their integration, which is ultimately going to help them become clear as you sitting there as the person or the therapist knowing your protocol. Knowing what you know about EMDR and trusting the process. Trusting the process and continually landing in safety. Safety in the relationship and safety in their um, distress of what's coming up for them at that juncture before the end of that session but I think I need to put in here I also do 90 minute sessions mm-hmm. like with EMDR it's 90 minute sessions uh, so that I have that space and time to be able to ensure that safety and that only came with stepping into this imposter syndrome is what what's feeding this you know, these 45-minute sessions are, are detrimental. And, and I'm sorry, I can't take off and land in that amount of time. We can take off and get lost and then yes. hope you find your way back outside of the session. Yes. Terrible feeling. Terrible feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, no way to leave them. Yeah. So I think just even being able to identify kind of your needs as a therapist. Yeah. Um, in that is going to help ground, but even as a consultant, being able to um, hold that space for, I have seasoned people that I see that are far more seasoned than I am at this present age and stage in my career. Um, but for some reason, there's a connectivity and they find growth of being with me. Mm-hmm. But we're also that invitation of growing together and understanding. Yeah. So I think really resting in that idea of I don't have to be a know-it-all. Um, but I do need to be able to manage the internal chaos of myself. And from that, that might come from consultees. Yeah. That, that looping process you were talking about in the therapy w- uh, setting is so similar to a consultation mm-hmm. 
setting, I mean, it can look and manifest differently, mm-hmm. but that pattern of when they're coming in to consult on a certain case or um, share a, a struggle or a problem or have a question, it is that can I hold a grounded foundation for them to get to go on their own loop mm-hmm. of exploring and questioning and you know expressing and be able to have hold an anchored place to land back at mm-hmm. and now say now with all of that can we make meaning of it together yes because if it's again like that dynamic of here's my problem you give me a solution there's this transaction mm-hmm. it's it's developing such different skill set than than one that says this is a safe place to come and let me ask you questions that will send you on your loop. Mm-hmm. And so we prompt these like really provoking questions of things we're really curious about. But then they're starting to pull up all this information and material and their own feelings about it and what they have tried and haven't. And we loop around and then say, we've landed together. Now that we've both heard it out loud, how do we make meaning of that? What sense are we making of that? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, but it does take that. Like, how do I settle my own internal chaos? Mm-hmm. I love that that language of trying to say, like, okay, what what is even your question? What is the right answer? What's the simple thing I'm supposed to tell you? What box does that client fit into? What yes. protocol is going to work there? If I have all of that happening in me as the consultant trying to fulfill this certain role, then I'm not going to be able to hold that safe place for them to loop and venture out into the all of the pieces that they're going to bring to the table for us to then start assembling. Yes. Yeah. To know that it's a, um, it's a we, mm-hmm. it's a we, it's not a you coming to me as the all knowing, but it's definitely a we together. Gosh, I keep making the connection of therapy consultation like that human interaction what if we could just embody more of that and all of it parent-child dynamics teacher students like therapist client all these hierarchical dynamics of just like no Mm -hmm. what if we could just sit in the we together Uh, bridger Mm -hmm. says a phrase that i borrow all the time that our consultation value is i know so much more than you and you know so much more than me and together, it's endless what we can ex- discover in that. Yes. And I tell consultees that. And usually when I say that first part, they're like nodding head like, yeah, you know so much more than me. And then I pause the dramatic effect of, and you know so much more than me. And they just stop, big eyes, like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. I say, and that's, that's a knowing of like the intellect of the field, but that's a knowing of your body. That's a knowing of your mm-hmm. life experiences. That's a knowing of your wisdom. That's a knowing of your connection with your client. Like that's an encompasses, knowing encompasses so much more than just what books have I read? What trainings have I taken? What, you know, status am I in Andrea? Yes. To be able to allow a consultee instead of spoon feeding, let's create this together. Mm Mm-hmm. Let's let's create this dish, yeah, together and spice it up, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. What spices do you want to use? I can throw some of mine in there. 
but this is you. Yeah. What kind of response do you get from your consultees with that? Like, does it feel for most of them, it's like an easy, like, oh, great, this is exactly what I was hoping for? (laughs) Or do you ever get met with that? Like, what do you mean? Like, what are you talking about? Like, can you just, what's the answer to this question? Mm -hmm. What am I supposed to do when this happens? Yep. Right there. (laughs) Yeah. Is that idea of what am I paying you for? Uh Uh-huh. Right. I'm paying you for consultation. You're supposed to tell me what I'm supposed to do. Um, So I love when I've learned to have that conversation as part of onboarding. Yeah. Right. Of being able to clarify of, listen, this is a cooperative Mm -hmm. effort. I, I believe in the wisdom of you and the power and the strength of you as a therapist. Maybe some of the work that we get to do together will help you build that Mm -hmm. for yourself. And the power of who you are in that chair. Yeah. Um, With that client um, that is seemingly so, so difficult. Uh, Just the reality experiencing their lived experience Mm. you also don't have to come as a know-it-all just as much as like what you said is i have far more experience knowledge than you do oh but you have far more lived experience knowledge and understanding than i do let's let's do this together there's just something settling in that, to be able to communicate that to a consultee as they go back into the room of getting it, of like, remember what therapy is. Remember what it is. Mm-hmm. If you're sitting there as the all-knowing, wow. Yeah. What kind of dynamic does that create or dynamic does that perpetuate from their mm. past experiences? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. To be able to sit as a therapist in a room and say, I trust what I'm going to come up with in this moment of need. <laughs> and not that I don't trust that it is the exact right, perfect, most efficient thing every single moment, but I trust it's going to have value. Mm-hmm. I trust it's going to be okay. If we can feel that, oh my gosh, we can do so much. If we get out of our own heads and our own internal chaos of fear and blame avoidance and, you know, mm-hmm. trying to overcompensate. And if we can just sit in this, whatever's going to happen, I trust that we'll be, we'll get through it and I'll trust what I can come up with in that moment. Yes. I love how Francine so embodied EMDR by putting it out there and saying, hey, we have a powerful modality Mm -hmm. that can literally change the world. Go forth and heal. Yes, if we trust the process and the wisdom that is within each of us, Mm -hmm. that there is a natural wisdom healer. Mm-hmm. within us and helping one to settle 
to settle in themselves, be that a consultee or or a client, Mm -hmm. to settle in themselves that this is natural and instinctual. Yeah. Let's get to the core of that as opposed to making this a dogma of rigid black and white of this is how it has to be. What I love about how you just painted that picture is trusting the process takes on a new meaning of trusting the process of this tool in that client's natural system. Mm-hmm. Not not trusting the rigid process so much that I will try to pull you into it and, and conform you to it. Mm-hmm. But the process of it like naturally unfolding. Mm-hmm. The natural process of memory reconsolidation, the natural process yes. of nervous system reshaping, the natural process of interpersonal connection. Yes. And EMDR gives us such beautiful guidelines and wisdom to learn how to do that mm-hmm. in a very intentional, structured, meaningful yes. way. But the process is all of it. The process isn't just the yes. words on paper that I'm supposed to state yes processes all of the ingredients yes that is all the magic sauce yeah it's not just one little piece or one knowing more than the other Mm -hmm. but settling in that embodying the fact that here's here's what i here's what i do know about emdr Mm -hmm. about this that's important not diminishing you do need to know what you're doing right right that's powerful tool i want a surgeon to know how to use the scalpel yes that's a great metaphor um to be able to know how to use this tool but also knowing that this client knows their experience far more than i ever will and to be able to mm, as that tool begins performing its work mm-hmm. right that they are not software but we are working with a human soul spirit nervous system all of that and how it's going to unfold <coughs> and how it is going to to bring forth its healing properties to them is going to be different there might be some upset Mm -hmm. right there might be some disassociation there might be these challenging beliefs all of that um that's okay it's Mm -hmm. part of the process Mm -hmm. i often hear consultees get wound up that it's not getting to a zero disturbance (laughs) right it's not i can't get it down you can't get it down well of course you can't of course you can't Mm -hmm. what what is comfortable to the client Mm -hmm. maybe it's not going to be zero until you get over here to feed your template Mm -hmm. right or maybe in the present if 
you're starting in the present template. It's not going to get down until you get back here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and instead of that, like, okay, the, the misinterpretation of the structure says I have to get it there. Yeah. Instead, ask why is it staying stuck? Yes. How does that make sense for where we're at and this individual's own system? And then draw meaning from that. Mm-hmm. Asking why, I think, is the first thing I go to to any problem that we run into in EMDR. Mm-hmm. Let's first ask why does that make sense for their body and their system? Mm-hmm. That will start to direct us and guide us in that next piece. But why does it make sense? Because it's not going to be there if it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. It's not just that that body wants to resist EMDR. Right? Yeah. It's not just resistance. It makes sense for some reason. Yes. It is. It means something. It almost makes me sitting here thinking of, huh, maybe even doing some of those type of applications with my consultants, my consultees, um, of of what what's that in your nervous system now as we're talking? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I had. Um, I can't remember. I think it was the field of infant mental health has a whole program around reflective consultation that I think is a general thing that's known. But I first learned of it through that. And that is, it's consultation that is purely on the reflection of yourself in the process. Mm. Of we're not just talking about another case and running through that, but what is that bringing up in your system when you're making this decision? Why do you feel mm. like you really need to get the zero so badly? What is that coming up in you that's driving that? Uh, and I, it's a quite vulnerable. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it feels like therapy to me. Oh, yeah. But mixing that in when someone feels safe to accept that invitation of what if we have moments of this reflective consultation where the focus goes from outside of the room in this other client's case into right now in the room or on Zoom, <laughs> this <laughs> virtual moment of, but what's coming up in your nervous system mm-hmm. right now? Um, and I love to ask those questions with the caveat of, and you, you don't have to share. I know this is vulnerable, but what do you feel like that brings up in you? Mm-hmm. Or what are these patterns and trends that we're noticing about all of the cases you bring to me? Mm-hmm. Is there a theme amongst that mm-hmm. that could be a piece of re- self-reflection rather mm-hmm. than client reflection? Mm-hmm. And even understanding that you might understand some of your own good work to be done in your own personal life yeah, through consultation, through doing your work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I will be the first hand to be, to be raised and say, yes, that is my lived experience. Oh my gosh. Two things in life that have shown me the most what I have, mother work I have to do is parenting. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Watching these little <laughs> beings grow and say like, oh, you got that for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I don't know how comfortable I feel with it. Yes. And then being a therapist, an EMDR therapist, mm-hmm. really specifically, but sitting in spaces in deep relationship with people and like, oh, I 
this is bringing this back up or I feel myself doing this thing yeah. even though that's not what I need to be doing right now. And you're not bad for doing that. Right. You're not a bad therapist when that happens. You're human. Welcome. Mm-hmm. Right? Welcome. But know when is the time for that to be experienced. Yeah. And the management of that. And do the work you need to do. Absolutely. To tend to that need that's bubbling up, saying, hey, pay attention to me. I've been living in here for a minute. Yes. I need to be taken care of. Yes. And I will also advocate if you have not done your own EMDR therapy, mm-hmm. do your own EMDR therapy. Yeah. Of know what it's like to sit there. And I even challenge you to use different modalities mm. in doing your EMDR therapy, meaning do it tactilely. Yeah. Do the hugs, do the butterfly taps, do tappers, do the eye movements, mm-hmm. right? Do audio. Explore it all so that you have an idea of the powerful impact that that each way that that is delivered, mm-hmm. how it can be so impactful. Man, I love that tip. Just in general, I feel like in, in grad school, I know they say that a lot in becoming a therapist, do your own therapy, that message of let's get rid of this posture and stance mm-hmm. of I'm the all-knowing or I'm the one with wisdom and I'm going to deliver you this thing. Like, no, we're all in a space. When someone says, oh, I could use therapy, we all could. We all do. Absolutely. What's it like to you? And EMDR is no different than that to say, let me do my own work and let me know like what am I asking you to come into? Mm-hmm. What am I like inviting you to be a part of if I haven't been there myself? Yes. How do I really, how do I trust myself in that place with you if I am going in blind? Yes. Yeah. And even being willing to experiment mm-hmm. with combinations of modalities in which it's delivered. Meaning you might do eye movements and have them doing butterfly hugs at the mm-hmm, same time mm-hmm. or whatever other that there is um, because that can be really helpful integration as well, especially if it's a really activated nervous system. Mm-hmm. It seems like the trainings, EMDR trainings, put a pretty big emphasis on, like even advanced trainings I've been a part of, there's an experiential piece, mm-hmm. thinking of like flash technique I took that on Zoom during COVID and we still all did it. Like we all got to practice a piece of it virtually. And there's that experiential emphasis. I think, you know, it has to be contained well and regulated well because I've seen it go really poorly if you're frivolously saying, bring up your biggest trauma and process that in a group of other therapists that you don't know. But even just like the small little doses, like, just to feel like let's do a calm place. Let's do something small. Mm-hmm. Anytime I take a new training, um, it's like, who wants to play with me for a minute? Like, can we sit down and I practice on you, you practice on me? Like, I just yes. want to feel what this new thing feels like. I've had therapist friends run sand tray on me, Fraser's table on me, <laughs> like flash technique, all the things, because it's just so important to get even a taste of mm-hmm. what it is that we're asking 
mm-hmm. our clients to join us in doing. Yes. And it's almost kind of fun. It is. Right? When you have colleagues that you can practice on oh and play around with. Yeah. It's really kind of fun. Yeah. We're lucky we have access to all these brilliant questions. Right? Yes. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. What would you give if you could give just a little nugget of wisdom or encouragement to anyone who's in the space of saying like i don't know should should i do consultation uh, cit is i want to be a consultant what's that next step they're hungry for that next step you have a piece of wisdom you'd pass along mm. well you don't have to become a consultant right i definitely find a consultant that you resonate with that they may not even know all that you know. I'm going to grab one dissociation. Mm-hmm. Um, they may not know it all. However, they may have other clinical expertise, experiences that is going to help expand and expound your knowledge and insight and understanding. And it's almost like a shared experience. Mm-hmm. In that of being able to at least learn and to have a sounding board, a safe space and place, a consultant where you feel that you can truly be you and vulnerable in a place to where you're not going to be, your experience is not shamed mm-hmm. and um, discounted because you have questions, but also maybe even because you're challenging the consultant's thought process Mm -hmm. of knowing that you've got a consultant that um, they're curious, they're open, right? They they can be objective. They can um, have opinions have opinions come at them and at the at the end guess what we can still be in a relationship like this and hold that vulnerability and that um ability to grow and learn mm-hmm. i think that's vital my own self that is what really became vital for me to find um in my consultant is someone that i can come and be and put, put my unknowing, my fear, yeah, right. Bring it all out there, and it to be held in such a beautiful, safe, secure, seen, soothing space mm-hmm. that it encouraged me to take deep dives, to learn, to grow, to understand more. I think um, just the relationship of the con- consultee and the consultant is is vital. Mm-hmm. If you're with someone that it just does not feel right, it's off. If you're not enjoying going to consultation, you probably need to look for someone different. Yeah. If you feel afraid to ask questions. Yes. If you yeah. have to hide. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. If it 
you feel like nervous when you're presenting a case to wonder, oh my gosh, if I tell you about this case, I have so many people will say this. I've always had this fear that you, the consultant will suggest something and it's like, I should have already known that. Right. And, and I, gosh, our, I think our field just like perpetuates that process so much. But if you have to sit in that space feeling fearful of the feedback they'll give you or feeling stupid in, in, in this circumstance or yeah, somehow less than in any way, mm-hmm. something to explore at, at minimum, explore it with your consultant if you can. And, and cause maybe it's a self thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah. You know, maybe there's that piece of, it doesn't matter what they say. I'm going to feel like I should have known that, mm-hmm. or I was stupid for not knowing it, or I'm not good enough at this. So at least at minimum, open it up and explore it. And if it feels like that can't be met with safety, maybe reconsider like what's the right fit for me. Yes. I love the idea of people interviewing. I tell clients this, interview for your therapist. Mm -hmm. It is not this like you reach out to someone and they just accept you or not. Like talk to people. I think in our Beyond Trauma first season, we say like, go explore, ask questions, interview people, have your questions for them. Mm -hmm. Just encouraging people like, go to your consultant with that. Like, what do you specialize in? What's your approach? You know, how do you handle things like this? Or, you know, ask those questions and decide for you if that's the right fit. And then I love what your story tells is, and then you can change. Yes. Whether that means I'm unsatisfied and I change, or that means I feel like we've reached our maximum like mm-hmm. i've i've gained from you and learned and we're feeling kind of stagnant in this mm-hmm. and i want to go have exposure to another person's mm-hmm. like knowledge and experience and background um it doesn't have to be a one track dedicated like i'll stick with you forever like go experience different people's yes view yes and that doesn't mean you're burning bridges no that doesn't doesn't mean that at no. all but to have that freedom, mm-hmm. that growth experience yeah, is really vital. I mean, that's vital in children's learning. Absolutely. Um, how much more vital is that in our adult brains in learning mm-hmm. and professional development? Yes. Yeah. The, when they say, what would you tell them? It's con- becoming a consultant isn't the only track. Mm-hmm. Um, it's in, like if you that's what you want and you feel natural in that space and you want to go that track, I'm excited for you and would love to support and encourage you in that and all the fears you have. I'll share with you all the reasons you don't need to be afraid. And mm-hmm. But also there's, there's other ways to not feel burnt out. Yes. There's other ways to not feel so alone. There's other ways to feel just as competent, just as you know, proficient mm-hmm. at it. Um, there are so many therapists, EMDR therapists or certified therapists that are not consultants that are just as talented and yes. know the material for their clients as people who out, are out there doing trainings. Yes. Um, that that status does not equal, I know what I'm doing. That Absolutely. can be done without it. Yes. Yes, it can. Mm-hmm. And maybe even possibly better absolutely (laughs) (laughs) i would say for sure (laughs) right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Are you in a space in your career where you're taking consultees or you're working with people as a consultant pretty frequently now? Yes. Okay. Yes. I I do. I take on consultees. Um, whoever, I should say whoever, but that comes and good fits for. Yeah. Well, would you want to share with the listeners where they could find you or reach out to you if maybe they've heard something today mm-hmm. that feels like it connects with them and they'd like to hear more or connect with you as a consultant? Yeah. Um, I think the easiest way just to email me. Yeah. Angel Hirsch. Let me phrase that. Angel at angelhirsch.com. Okay. Will you spell your last name? Uh-huh. H-I-R-S-C as in Charlie. There you go. H. And we'll all have that Bridger added to the show notes as well. But um, yeah, maybe someone out there listening just feels like they connect and resonate with what would, you're sharing. Would love to get to um, to help be a part of their journey yeah. of wherever they are on the journey and support. It's such an honor to be someone's consultant. I can't even express like it, it truly feels like a privileged place to land. It truly truly is it's so heartfelt mm-hmm. because it's understanding that it's not even just supporting the consultee yeah. but on the other side of that consultee is another human spirit mm-hmm. that i'm getting to be a part of their journey as well if not multiple, yes. right? Like that. Yes. Connecting, really mm-hmm. offering safety for one therapist can then create this like domino effect of safety for many more exponentially. Yes. yes. It's so, it's so sacred. Mm-hmm. It really is. It just jazzes me. That makes me excited. Mm-hmm. Takes me back to, I was a teacher for many years and I love, 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 love my students. Uh, they'll forever be my students, mm-hmm. right? So like 28 of them, 28 human spirits every year, I got to make a huge impact on it. I get to thinking about that at where I am now and all of those human spirits and what they're doing now today in the world. And I got to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. So it's, in a, in a sense, it, it has that same resemblance Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what a perfect teaching for that huge season of your life Mm -hmm. and then it's different now it's not public education but it's still teaching yeah it's still sharing Mm -hmm. knowledge and information Mm -hmm. and supporting and Mm -hmm. offering safety Mm -hmm. but also knowing that it may not be a forever yeah right yeah it might be hard saying goodbye is as we know, as therapists, yep. is hard because there's that rapport built, but there's always, where there's safety, mm-hmm. there's always that relationship to be able to tap into. Love it. Mm-hmm. Thank you for doing two podcasts today, uh, <laughs> sitting here I, and I'm honored. joining me in the conversation of it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Loving it, Jen. Yeah. Well, for those of you listening, feel free to reach out to Angel. Um, if you are interested in getting more information on her consultation services, and we will hopefully connect again soon on our next episode as we get continue in the back to the basics season. We hope that you have enjoyed this podcast episode. 
and that it will help you help your clients in the process of EMDR therapy. If you are curious to learn more about something that you've heard today, check out our website at www.beyondhealingcenter.com and go to the trainings tab for more information on our upcoming EMDR and case conceptualization trainings. You can also contact us by emailing trainings at beyondhealingcenter.com. If you want to stay connected, please subscribe to this podcast for more episodes, leave us a review, and follow us on social media by searching Notice That Podcast.